0: how how's everyone today
1: before we get started i just want to ask uh ken your third eye any floaters
0: uh today we're looking pretty cloudy
1: oh you're looking cloudy today oh no (laughs) that's how i'm feeling all right yes that's how i'm feeling we won't uh we won't we won't dive too far into that i guess Please clap. Please
2: clap. Anyone per- remember
0: that Jet Bush meme? <laughs> that's the perfect. That's the perfect intro. That's
1: that's that's the perfect way to start this.
0: Please <laughs> clap was um one of the saddest things I think I've ever witnessed on the internet. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was horrendous. Like
1: easily, that was truly terrible.
0: Yes. So welcome back to the Packy Run Podcast. Yeah, uh,
2: today's a special. Well, I'm your host Dan Mayotte, With oh, it, uh, I'm I'm, a,
1: uh, I'm your boy. host. Yeah, I'm I'm your I'm your host AJ AJ Lagambina, and uh, we're back. We're back. You already you you already said it. It's a very special episode. We've got a very special guest here to here to bullshit with us uh, more than we already bullshit. Yeah, uh, that mis- is so uh, true. Ken Ken Fabian, you're here
2: aka psychic Hi.
0: orange yeah you're in the chat it's a me psychic that yes we are online brought to you hey, by facebook we're not
2: sponsored by facebook but this is how we're <laughs> able to connect on this call um uh, mark zuckerberg if you're listening to this um
0: please stop <laughs> yeah please stop. get away <laughs> go somewhere <laughs> else please stop. go please be stop. awkward please stop. somewhere please
2: else <laughs> what exactly yeah
1: we're uh usual usually when we call out a brand or something i will just say hey please sponsor us because i want that money but i don't want that facebook money that's like drug money i don't want it
2: it's like like drug mule (laughs) money (laughs) i don't i don't want it yeah no it's that's dirty so um
1: yeah usually welcome welcome to the podcast ken usually we start off by Uh, If we don't immediately just start talking about uh, how our days have been, we talk about what we're drinking. So we'll let you lead off. What are you you consuming? Well, first,
2: I think, well, first, uh, why don't we do a little intro about Ken um, or Psychic of Orange,
0: whatever you... uh, So talk about yourself, Ken. Well, okay. Um, It all started one day (laughs) in 1998 (laughs) Um, when I was born. (laughs) So that's the first part. (laughs) okay so let me get this Um, straight first
1: you were born uh,
0: no (laughs) and then (laughs) yeah yeah i was definitely born at some point okay um anyways i i make music under the name psychic of orange so i guess that's where um this all starts was in 2018 now yeah it was 2018 that um i started making music um under this name it's been it's it all started with i guess with aj actually he was kind of there for the inception of it with um a couple singles we did and then that was actually one of the only times we really ever recorded together weirdly enough because we've pretty much worked consistently since then but um it all my first album was called water stream it and you can stream it yeah it's on the, (laughs) the internet um um and that was that was a good time it was really uh to to be concise about it i would say it was really like a little it was was relaxing i guess but it was also very like sad boy like i was kind of bitching so fair um assessment. (laughs) that's just that's sort of what that was and then after that happened uh i'd made a christmas album um aj has mixed all of this by the way he like mixes all my music pretty much um and we did a christmas album last year that was fun it's called a very psychic christmas you can also stream that and now we're we're looking at psychic advance that's a little history um me personally i'm um a human being from new york so yeah
1: like ken said i do a bunch of mixing work for psychic of orange um occasionally a little bit of i guess you could call it producing um you in that I cut yeah. and make edits and stuff. Um and have played on two, maybe three songs. Um Yeah. Here um, and there. That's always fun. Especially <laughs> I think I think the only one that's like super noteworthy, uh that was like an actual addition to anything was Thought So Off of Water. Um that bass part at the end. Yeah. Um i just i just felt classic i felt felt the song needed something and there it was true came came out of my fingers man it was incredible um so yeah obviously that's isn't it weird so that's that's how things come out of your fingers (laughs) that's all i was was (laughs) gonna (laughs) say so that's uh that's how ken and i know each other how did dan how do you and ken know each other
2: We met, or anyone who is a listener and didn't go to the University of New Haven, that's where we met, and we eventually went, we were all in the same club, music industry club, Mike, as we call it, and just messed around, did a lot of cool things, and some of the leaders of it i guess um i think that's where i met ken i don't remember our first conversation
0: yeah i do i mean i don't remember our first conversation but i remember the first time i saw you guys i remember like going into mike and being super like first of all you guys you guys intimidated me um and i also thought you guys were really cool i thought you guys were so cool um (laughs) i'd never do that and you proved me wrong No, you guys, no, you guys, I, I thought you were so cool when I first like came to school. I was fully like a kid. I was like, I didn't I'm know sorry what that was <laughs> I'm, I'm no, sorry I'm that we
1: disappointed you. I'm sorry okay. that we never, you guys are the best. We never lived up, <laughs> never lived up to those first impressions. No. Uh, Yo, Dan's lights just turned I off. I
0: absolutely thought you guys were really cool though. <laughs> yeah, I gotta <laughs> turn the lights back
2: on. just give me one second i'll be back in a second don't talk too much shit
0: about me
1: this has already gone off the rails i love it this is gonna be a fun one to edit (laughs) um so i I guess i'll just vamp until dan comes back so yeah um done some mixing work for ken lifelong friend now uh we do a lot of work together you mentioned psychic advance which is the name of your second lp uh due out when true I'm mixing the damn thing and I don't know
0: well I guess it's kind of the third because the, the Christmas album is sort of the second but like that's also like are, are Christmas albums real I uh, I don't know anyways um, yeah. Psychic Advance comes out June 20th Um, I'm very excited for it it's been we've been working on it I mean like I started the first song like that ended up being on it now probably like a year and change ago so it's been kind of a long time coming for me it feels like Um, but I guess a year isn't really that long to be working on an album considering most people I mean a lot of people take a lot longer to work on albums, I guess. Which is like, you know. That's what I so try not to stress the, about uh,
1: time. For the people at home, we've got we've got water, which you you said was kind of a... Uh, it was a little bit slower, a little bit more sad boy. Um I can attest to that. It's definitely, it's definitely an emo, an emo leaning album. That's um, true.
0: I feel like people talk about crying, crying a lot. <laughs> about I mean, it, which crying
1: is... is water coming out of your face. So I guess
0: that's there's a connection yeah. there. They were streaming it in a more physical sense. <laughs> so they, yeah. they, they, yes, they were really, they, they yeah, were they really were, feeling <laughs> they were, it.
1: They were streaming it um, in a, in a physical sense Literally, as opposed yeah. to a digital sense. I like that. <laughs> so your uh your second lp what are you uh in your own words what differentiates it from water what's gonna make psychic advance uh advanced
0: well so (laughs) so okay for me um a lot of like making music is about like it's a very it's all performative it's all very like you know it's very tied for me in kind of like when i can play shows and that kind of thing and when i was making Psychic advance i wanted to have you right yeah i when i was making Psychic advance i wanted to have a really like a completely different sound i wanted to go for something a little more within my computer and a little less uh in a like a band environment but i also found that like something that was missing from my live performances was like an element of like a lot of fun because i feel like i like to have a really good time when i'm performing and i do have a lot of fun performing songs from water but i feel like because they're so emotionally uh like they kind of pull on you a little bit like i feel like and and they're they're all very mid-tempo or slower so it kind of makes it like i don't want to say it made my shows drag but like i felt like there was an element of just like energy that was like kids so for this one i really want this one i wanted to make it fun i wanted to make it like I don't know, I wanted to make people dance a lot. (laughs) That was definitely, like, a huge... uh, You didn't want a
2: bunch of people standing around just being bummed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. And, like, even when people were really into it, it was still very, like... There was like a weird melancholy, like I don't know, a slowness to it that I was just like, nah, bro. I'm trying to like You've rage. got the, uh, you've got the, <laughs> like,
1: you've got the emo like, boy sway going on at psychic shows. Are you guys familiar?
0: Mm. Yeah, no more shoegazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shoegazing is
1: another great Tons word for shoegazes. it. Just a lot of you know the swaying back <laughs> and forth. Uh,
2: oh yeah, I'm into this.
0: Yeah. Later in the air I like type the beat. the headbang, like the
2: like the kind of like the nod. It's like the, yeah, not thought, the metalhead nod, but like the bounce.
0: You know, you're just like, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's more of a like a, yeah, it's like a bounce yeah. like up and down. Sort of. you, you like bounce into like...
1: the B E, yeah, not- <laughs> nobody yeah. is going to be able to see what exactly. Dan just did because this is an audio medium. But he just like the the way that the video presented it, he was like vibrating his head, which was amazing.
0: Yeah, I was going to say vibrating. The Patriots
1: training camp uh, hat that he had on was just going a mile a minute. It was he, amazing.
0: He looked like a bobblehead. <laughs> Y'all should make Dan Mayop uh, bobbleheads. We need a Dan I, think, I love Pop. bobbleheads.
1: I think that's going to be our first piece of merch is going to be um, a bobblehead bobbleheads
0: dan Funkos? i would love... why not
1: koozies that might be more on the nose why not? um <laughs> especially given the name
0: that's like the most on-brand dan answer Why not? But I would really love. I emoji. I would
1: really love. You can tell I
0: put
2: some thought into it.
1: I would love a Dan Mayotte Funko Pop to just sit. Actually, you know what? I don't want a Dan Mayotte Funko Pop (laughs) in my room. (laughs) I don't want want Dan watching me sleep. I got enough of that freshman year.
2: I mean, yeah. (laughs) Horrifying. (laughs) Um
0: we never talked about what we were drinking yeah we never
2: did we'll get back into your more about your music
0: in a sec but what are what is everyone drinking tonight all right so i'm drinking rose any civic brand um, actually um it's uh i think it's let me see uh bellissima bellissima He like he was about bellissima. to like laugh his ass off bellissima. it has yeah i think it's i bellissima. was fully
1: i was Does fully, fully waiting for a four loco to come on the screen i was i was ready <laughs>
0: I I really wish I got that a four local goal. That's like a um, that's like a, a, a joke for my friends. Um, so this wine has a painting of Venus on it, like the birth of Venus. Like the like the Roman the famous painting. Yeah, oh, well. like like the goddess. Yeah, it's pretty tight. It's got a cool it's got like a black speaking of like things that are on brand, going on over it
1: i feel like that's i feel like that's kind of on brand for you
0: yeah that is on brand there's actually a song called venus on on psychic advance <laughs> i mean i am i am that's actually my favorite song on the album really so far currently yeah so we're having venus is my favorite track on the new one
1: well that's a good segue into more talk about the album you have Well, we're not so you have me and you guys still have to talk yeah, about what you're I'm drinking
2: not, i haven't said crap. anything about what i've drank
1: Crip. um
2: I'm currently drinking drinking a Pinot Noir, um... You know, it was, uh, it was eight bucks, eight, nine bucks, but it was like on sale and it was originally $14. So pretty good deal. Heavy metal. You know, I'm
0: recording.
1: Getting that, getting that Pinot Noir life.
2: Yeah. Well, dude, the last time I had a beer was like a few days ago and I felt so bloated and gross after it. I was like, I can't, (laughs) I can't drink beer tonight. Like,
1: you know what that means, Dan? What? It means you're old.
2: Dude, I'm only 25. I'm
0: not that old.
1: Dude, you're an old fogey.
0: I am not. You're. What, did you just call him?
1: I called him an old fogey.
0: <laughs> I've never heard that before.
1: <laughs> I forget where I first heard that word, but I do love it. You're a fogey. That's you're an funny. old fogey. I should probably check and make sure that that's not like a slur. <laughs>
2: yeah, you should probably check that. <laughs> you,
1: you know, know what, AJ? Check that. Yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Let's Google that right I'm now. I'm
1: definitely going to check that before this podcast goes up, because that could... That's either going to be really funny that we're having this conversation in the first place, or I'm going to have to cut it all out and formally it's apologize. Not a, it's not a slur. It's like it's a, not, It is
0: not. Did you no, already look it up? An, a person... I just Googled <laughs> it. A person, typically an old one, who is considered to be old-fashioned or conservative in attitude or tastes. Yeah, so you're an like old like fogey, a, fucking, dude. Dude, yeah. I'm not. Also, please censor Google. No freak clout. Let's censor Yeah,
1: true. We're Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah we're gonna bleep
1: we're gonna bleep google and facebook we in the editing process we
2: don't bleep out actual swears we bleep out like brands that corporations, <laughs> corporations that don't care about us
1: <laughs> true well back on topic i'll get to my uh, i'll get to my liquor choice i am also drinking wine weirdly enough um, wine night. Yeah, it's a it's a wine it's wine night with the girls. It's a wine Tuesday. It's beautiful. Wine wine night. It is Tuesday. Oh my god, dude! I the thought it was Monday. mean nothing to me anymore. Um, but yeah, nah. I've got um, it's from Aldi because I'm a thrifty bitch, and it's called the Exquisite Collection. You mean broke bitch?
2: But okay, N-
1: not even man. <laughs> One thing I can say about quarantine is that I've been able to save ridiculous amounts of money. Like I'm doing so much better than I have in a while because I don't have any like there's no place for me to spend my money besides food and the internet. And I've done a really good job of sitting back and being like, I'm not going to spend money today. That's fair. So I haven't. And for sure, it's helped. I feel like it's helped on so many. I've definitely, levels.
0: I feel like I've been more responsible about spending money too. Um, the most frivolous spending I did over quarantine so far has been I bought a CD player, a portable CD player. It's like it was like under yeah, 20, it's bucks. like a $20 1995 buy. called, but, but it was like it's like a CD Walkman. It's like an actual fucking. I was like, let me go for the vintage fucking eBay shit. True.
1: So I've got, so yeah, I'm rocking a Sauvignon Blanc tonight um
2: something on block sorry i've got got another say it like that
1: i hate you (laughs) (laughs) and i've got a uh and i've got a sam adams sam 76 on deck because i'm i was at the tail end of this bottle of wine and i'm probably gonna need another drink because this podcast is already off the rails well which is exactly how i hoped it would be
2: I got a nip of whiskey and a little seltzer, so that's probably going to be my second drink eventually.
1: For those of you not from the Northeast, a nip is a one of those tiny bottles of liquor that you can get for like a dollar or two what do they at call your them? local liquor store.
2: What do they call them in the
0: South? They call them... Or in New York, um, for that matter. Because like, I know in... In New York, I've only heard nip. Okay. But I don't think I really ever like went to liquor stores until like college anyways. So...
1: I don't know be, what they call them um, down here or in other Somebody told of the me country.
2: before, I remember... I feel like they're always called nips. They're definitely not. Like, it's not like... There's another word. It's not like soda, where, like, everywhere in the United States, they call it something different. Like, they call it pop, or, like, Coke, or... Yo, the first time
1: I went to a fast food place down here, and I asked... If I could get a Coke with something, and they were like, "Yeah, what kind?" I I was, I was (laughs) unreasonably upset.
2: Like a Coke, Coke.
1: like, Like Like what do you What do you mean? I asked for a Coke. That's a brand, you idiot.
2: It's like saying water, and then then proceeded to ask you, "Oh, what kind?"
0: I found the, hey, some people are really, really, like, specific about what kind of water they like. Um, So I found the, the, the Wikipedia page for nips. Okay. <laughs> um, I, love- I love how Ken's more on top of this than either of us Ken ever is, are. Ken is, like, the researcher. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm a hacker. Um, So the page is actually called miniatures, because they're called miniatures. Ah. Uh but they're also says miniatures may be used as gifts samples or for promotional purposes who would have thought they're also called in scotland and the northeastern united states they're referred to as nips and shooters and referred to elsewhere as as airplane bottles or mini bar bottles or travel size bottles that's really boring that makes sense i've definitely heard them been i've definitely heard people refer to them
1: as just like mini bottles which is
0: yeah i think yeah minis and shooters i've heard before too I think I heard slang. shooters
1: from somebody in Connecticut once, and I looked at them like they had three heads, because that's ridiculous.
2: But if you think about uh, it, like hmm. nips, like, like, I don't know, if you say like miniature bottle, can I get the mini bottle of Jack Daniels? That kind of makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like mini is a popular one. Like, that makes um, more sense than nip, even though like, I like saying nip. Nip is fun. It's just like a little yeah, nip. Yeah, just yeah. It's you a, know what I mean? Just
2: like a... It's a little nip. Yeah, they just like you me... a little
1: nip of vodka to go in your uh, to go in your cape cotter on the uh, on the airplane.
2: Yeah, the fucking dude.
1: Because <laughs> that's all I drink when I fly. It's the only cape cotters. I never I never drink cranberry vodka ever if I'm out somewhere. But every time I'm on an airplane, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I would love right now a can of minute made cranberry apple juice because it's never straight cranberry yeah. juice.
0: I, and they give you the they give you the hilarious. nip of Tito's vodka. I love a cape Codder. I'm a big fan of cranberry vodka. I do I think I'm that's a classic combination. Mood.
2: I do it if I'm at an open bar. Like if Yeah, it's the real Like open if bar I'm drink. at an open bar, like I was I was at my girlfriend's Are you at fr- open bars frequently?
0: Yeah. No. Actually <laughs> Kind of. Fuck, dude! Wow. Why are you living? Dan is life? like, I get invited into social. Well, events it's it's right? <laughs> I I drink okay. alcohol
2: at the social. Well, here's event. the thing: go to music industry like open bar events. They're the best. Like they have all the liquor, all the wine, all the beer. And I never... all the music industry. I never, like, so Justine worked for a record label um, late last year. Actually, until, like, recently, actually, like, my girlfriend. And I went to the Christmas party, and it was, like, open bar. Everything is free. And I'm like, okay, two whiskey sours. So I start off the night strong, (laughs) and then I'm just, like, drinking straight liquor the whole night. Because, like, it's free. I believe you to me that night. Dude, you know what's you know what's messed up about that night i was outside hanging out for a while um mm-hmm. doing that and not weed like but and i was just like shooting this shit with somebody and he's like oh i'm recording he's like oh huh? i'm from like kansas city and blah blah blah, blah like oh are we so like oh like i was like oh like we were talking football and then eventually as yeah as we do like we're just like two dudes like sh- like chilling out like shooting the shit and just two dudes <laughs> and, and eventually like <laughs> Justine comes and finds me and she's like oh what do you do what, like blah 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 and he's like oh I'm Big Thief's manager and I'm like oh that's pretty cool tight Whoa. so I'm just that's like sick. talking football with Big Thief's manager like the whole time just like chilling
0: hanging out tight that's pretty sick yeah.
1: That's the advantage of living in Brooklyn, New York. It's
0: always weird when you come into those random brushes with, like... What? Yeah. I mean, the... That's really the advantage of living in Brooklyn.
2: (laughs) I mean, you get to meet, like, interesting folks, to say the least. Um,
1: True. Yeah so yeah that's uh
0: but it's it's always funny i feel like the weird like brushes with um (laughs) it's always weird i feel like the like random brushes you have with people who are like just like a a notch up on like the the ladder and it's just like it's a very it's weird because it's always it's never somebody who like is like a household name obviously it's always like someone like big Thief's manager like i don't know i feel like i've I've just like met random people who i'm like whoa you're pretty cool and like slightly notable but like i don't know it's they seem so out of reach at the same time Thank mm-hmm.
1: you that's the that's kind of the cool part about this whole business is that all the all the best people not like the not like the headhunters not the people that are always trying to like climb up the ladder or whatever yeah um the people that seem to have like longevity in this business and the people that you know are doing it right are just people like you just run into dudes at like an open bar event or you meet them you know you meet them at a store or at some bar or something and then you start talking to them and you're like oh like you're involved what do you do and you just have like that's this entire business is just having conversations with people and just meeting them and like it's right place right time the whole way up
2: yeah i i would i would say that um although some of the things and
1: it's friends supporting friends
2: some of the things you do have to create for yourself and like you have to be out make yourself known but sometimes it is just like right place right time just like you're just like outside the bar shooting the shit with somebody
0: the weird thing is, like, not even knowing all the time where or how it even happened. Like, for for example, like, Psychic Orange played a show with priests uh, before they, like, split up. I guess they're... I think they're on, like, hiatus, or they may have just been, like, broken up now. But, um... Which, rest in peace. They're a great band. But they, um... They're, like i don't know I, I, they're pretty popular at least they were um pretty popular um and they're just a really fucking sick punk band and i remember we got the email like i just randomly got an email from um from somebody i think it was their like tour manager or something and they were like hey like priest just listened to your record and they really liked it like they want to know if you want to play a show with them at the space and i remember my roommate at the time jeff who also played plays drums for a second he um he like, he had their album on vinyl, and I remember because I like woke him up from a nap, which is something that under most circumstances I would never do, and I think it might have been the only time I'd ever woken him up, ever True, Um, and I like woke him up and I was like, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff fucking priest just emailed us and he was like what and I I was like yeah they want us to play at the space I'm gonna say yes and he was like yeah do that right now and I was like yeah okay cool and so we did and then we just kind of like figured everything out afterwards but we were like so stoked to do it and they were super super nice in person it was also with empath so stack fucking bill absolutely wonderful show we had a really good time and that was also my first time playing the space um with psychic so it was just like oh my god it was like a dream come true because it felt like it felt like the real like rock band like you get to the next stage and you get like a cooler i don't know you get a fucking van or whatever the fuck but like we didn't get a van we just went and hung out with some people who were cooler than us for a second yeah true true
1: yeah that's (laughs) those are there's a lot of that kind of stuff that used to go on in that whole like the whole connecticut kind of scene that we were living in when we were in college there's a lot of there's a lot of that just kind of like just connecticut's a connecticut's a b market town so a lot of the times they'll have local openers for shows and stuff like that so a lot of our a lot of our friends that were say that one more time connecticut's a b market town you
0: just oh no connecticut is my favorite town my hometown is the state of connecticut i'm flaming aj right now well new ha- new haven's a b <laughs> it's market that's it i'm done yeah. flaming you. For i forgive you for music no new haven is a b market though yeah you don't get the you don't No, get it's the just big, funny because you called the entire state of connecticut a town shit <laughs> connecticut
2: is a b my rated bad. is is b rate is a b market but it's an a market for pizza
0: <laughs>
1: oh man I do, I do miss New oh. Haven pizza.
0: Yeah, New Haven does have some good pizza. Although I am partial to New York pizza. You know what I care about? I care about The parties, the parties in the New people Haven. people at home can't see good. it, but I'm clutching my
1: heart, because, oh my god, I miss the parties. I miss bar, I miss the parties. I miss... Frank I never Pepe's went pizzeria. to
2: parties, and I'm like, I'm
1: like... Did you have... At the final B Pie show, did you have a slice of pizza?
2: Oh, wait, yeah, I did.
1: Yeah, that's the parties.
2: Oh, shit, then.
0: Do you remember that, though?
1: No, <laughs> I can't remember.
0: <laughs> you were. The only thing I remember. I remember very select things from that night and one of which was when Dan destroyed that chair. Oh god. Okay. Okay, we're going to have to story time. We're going to have to re-
2: rewind with that to explain a lot of things to the viewers who don't may not know everything this anything about what we just yeah. said, yeah. Like it, they probably think it's a foreign language. So our, I guess we should probably get him on the show eventually, our friend Andy Esborn,
0: he had I'm recording right now, just say so you no. Know. sorry he, he had band. this
2: great idea to have like a cover band I don't know what spurred the idea, but like he just created it and like, it was like a, like a bunch of people in it, like there were so many different rotating members but like the consistent members in it were Andy, Justin, and like John Martin Um, occasionally AJ Lagabe like, occasionally mike salerno um and there was like a couple other john like kim john kim like random bits and pieces like thrown in um basically the front men always changed yeah every single time and they did like pop punk covers and like literally like all the the 90s class like blink Two, green day uh weezer goldfinger goldfinger like you name it they did it like yellow card um what else did you guys like i mean fallout boy fallout boy like a bunch of like all those like old school like pop punk hits and andy couldn't fi- think of a name and then mike Solerno c- came in one day and was like i got it plumpkin pie and
1: please don't google it
2: <laughs> should i explain what that is no. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Move right no, you along. You should let the listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, you're just going to have to uh, urban ditch. Just rest visionary. assured
1: it's inappropriate.
2: I mean, this podcast is not like appropriate at all. This is not appropriate for grandma to listen to. So anyways, um, Blumpkin Pie was born, (laughs) did a bunch of shows like, you know, bar shows and different things. And then the final show was we have this friend named Alex Levy and she had this house and wasn't really a house show venue, but made it a house show venue for like one night called The Powder Room and one of uh ken's other projects played uh the project before psychic if that's is that a good crystal clear yeah yeah. crystal clear
0: we can talk about crystal clear absolutely um crystal clear i mean yes we can absolutely talk about crystal clear we will talk about that (laughs) so ken's project crystal clear
2: I, i i feel weird saying it's your project ken and his friend's other project uh, crystal Clear played and Blumpkin Pie. It was like their last show, and apparently that one night, that one particular night, I was so um, shit faced that
0: I I broke a chair because I was dabbing too hard. So let me recount now from my perspective how this went down. Well,
2: I I gave I gave um, like
0: a brief overview. We can go into nitty gritty yeah, details. So- <laughs> The, the, because I feel like I had a very, like, specific point of view, like, visually from where it happened. I was, like, walking, I came up the stairs, and it was, like, you were, like, across the living room or whatever that space oh, yeah. was. And I remember I, like, came through the doorway. Are talking specifically and about I the saw <laughs> Well, it was violent, everything about it. I remember AJ, it, like, it all happened in slow motion. AJ was next to you. I saw you put your foot down, and I saw where it was going, and I was like, no, but it was too late kind of thing. And it was just like, it was kind of like, um, like, you know how, like, The Last Supper where everyone is, like, doing, like, really weird different shit? Yeah like in that painting but it's like a one scene and like that's like at the center that's exactly what it was it was like framed in such a way where it was literally just like the destruction of the chair and then that snap was heard around new haven um and everyone for a solid second it was literally it was so like theatrical there was so many things happening it was like literally i remember hearing the snap and everyone was like holy shit what just happened And I don't really remember what we ended up doing about it, but I just remember seeing the broken chair and being like, holy shit, Dan, you just destroyed that chair. Well, to give context to this,
2: so I forget who it was, but like, actually, I'm pretty sure like every person in Blumpkin Pie, except for maybe AJ, bought like a 30 rack and they were just passing them out. And I was.
1: Now, here's where I come in. Here's where I I come in. Okay. To give context, because (laughs) (laughs) first of all, Despite the fact that I was a participant in such activities, I do not condone underage drinking, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera, uh, asterisks, whatever. You're um, saying it
0: to save face. My views are not the views of my employers. Yeah, I'm,
1: sa- I'm saving face. So... <laughs> the, so it wasn't during my set. So basically, we had this show at the Powder Room. We had... Um, Basically four bands played. No, it way. was yeah. I thought so it was two band Christa- bill. Nope. So no way. Crystal clear opened the show. Crystal clear opened the show. And then there was a kind of like a greatest like a greatest hits plumpkin pie set. Yeah. And the B pie set there was uh like an older lineup. So Andy was on right. drums, um Mike Salerno was our front man, Justin played bass, John Martin was on guitar. Um yeah. and during that set, they played the song Beer by Real Big Fish. And so what we had done was we bought so we bought three thirty racks. I think it was like Natty Ice and two Bud Lights maybe something ridiculous. the thirty racks don't matter. We bought we bought we bought three thirty racks and they stopped they basically stopped the show in the middle of that second set and they were like, all right, pass it around. Everybody in the crowd, like pass it around the crowd. Everybody get a beer. Everybody get a beer, crack it open. We're going to play this song. Everybody needs to Everybody needs to have a beer in their hand. So they proceed to play beer by Real Big Fish. And everybody in the crowd has a beer in their hand in order to sing along with the song and to make it a big moment. And it was like that night was magical. But that night was were,
0: a magical night. Yeah, absolutely. there yeah. were entirely too many people that were just so fucked up. It was also a really low basement like a really low ceiling rather. Yeah,
1: that's that's another part of uh that's another part of setting the scene is that like it was a cool basement to be in. It wasn't like some of the other basement venues that were around New Haven that we were hanging out in at the time. The ceiling was really low. Yeah. Um the cement on the floor was like deteriorating so much that there was just dust from yeah. people <laughs> yeah. jumping around and moving and things. It was crazy.
0: You know, actually, funny, funny enough, I went to a party at that same house like a year after that because some of my other friends just happened to live there. Um, and I just remembered that I was also in that basement drinking jungle juice one. That's how I remember. It. I think I was ooh, no. Yeah, jungle juice. Yikes.
1: So we've kind of we've done our catch up. We've talked about school memories, nostalgia, stuff like that. Um, we've talked about water and. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add about the Christmas album, Ken?
0: No, except for the fact that I listened to, um... I listened to... Okay, so I listened to the, um... <laughs> What track was it? It was My Gift to You recently, um, which I actually put out like a different edit of it on SoundCloud for any of you fun people who want to go l- listen to that. Um, it's That song was just really good, and I'm really glad that me and Brad got to do that on the Christmas album, but that's all I wanted to okay. say about that.
1: <laughs> Alright, so we've covered... So this episode, obviously, because we have a special guest, it's a lot about, it's going to be a lot about Psychic of Orange. We're going to have a lot of shit to, uh, to comb through. To unpack. Editing wise. But anyway, we'll get back on track. So uh Ken, in our in our little outline here, we've got you talking. You you wrote down Blush. Tell us about Blush. What is it? Why is it important?
0: Blush is um blush is my most recent single as of the release of this podcast. Um, it is a song that I hold near and dear to my heart. One, because I mean coming out of the gate for Psychic Advance, I really wanted to come out with something that was gonna be like really exciting and really have that like fun energy that I wanted for the album. Um and so I feel like that song has that and it also kind of, I don't know, I feel like it touches on, it's still very like, I guess it's emotional in some senses. It's a little like, it's not as in my bag as stuff on water was necessarily, but I feel like it's still, um, you know, still talk about feelings. I'm trying to be a little more, um, a little less apologetic about my, <laughs> my feelings, especially with my, like my music. I feel like I, like I come off so sorry on water sometimes, mm-hmm. like I feel bad about it and like I'm, psychic advance i'm really not trying to feel sorry about anything so that's what that's what somebody should go into listening to uh to blush i it was definitely like it was an earlier one for the stuff as, as far as like when i made everything for psychic advance so it definitely feels like me like departing into that sound more and i think that kind of made it a really good uh lead single but yeah that's that's what i have to say about blush it, it was mixed by aj la Gambina. it was mastered by brad teller it features a guitar solo from Legendary Jake Good, who plays guitar for Psychic of Orange and was also in Crystal Clear. Yeah, it's a good time.
1: I think that's one of the. I think that's one of the interesting parts about um some of the new stuff, oh, no, and we'll get into the one. single. Yeah, I think Jake it was Jake who mixed, mixed it.
0: Yeah, Jake did mix that one.
2: My apologies. How could you giving so. credit to the wrong person? What the fuck, dude? Yeah, get it'll it together. Just, psychic of it'll Orange be in the notes. Psychic of wrong. Hashtag Psychic is over. Psychic party. of
0: wrong answers. Oh. <laughs> wow! Mic drop. That was painful. I'm not gonna drop a mic. I'll um, just but drop that's one on a water that. bottle.
1: <laughs> that is one of kind of the interesting parts that's one of the more interesting parts about um, the stuff that I've listened to and that I've been working on for the second album is that you are kind of going off in uh, some more different directions. You're taking it in more of a um, you're you're taking more of like a 1975 approach with a lot of these things is what I feel like. Um, It's very very like eclectic um, in that it's constantly kind of you're just constantly kind of taking from all these different genres. um,
0: Yeah, it definitely bounces around um, with a lot of different things in that nature so i i see where the comparison comes from where water um, i feel wa- like
1: yeah water was like very water was very cohesive there was like a very like singular vision with that whole album and it kind of translates throughout the entire thing you feel like okay there was a sound that you were going for you achieved that sound mm-hmm. that kind of middle ground between more like that like electronic um like hip-hop tinged sad boy kind of lo-fi sound and like indie rock like <laughs> Like dude sad with a guitar, boy. dude with a guitar, sad boy kind of sound. Um And you For kind of, sure. found I the, feel like <laughs> you found sad the middle ground there way. on water. Yeah, I don't yeah, need that see, as a derogatory with... term at all. That's like
0: no, but it's just it's funny because like it is true. Like I'm not mad about it. It's just kind of what it is. But like I don't know. It's also it's funny. Um
1: Anytime I was talking to people about water, I was always telling them that like. I think the most impressive part about that album was just, like, the cohesion, that fact that you had, like, you knew what the sound was going to be in your head, like, you knew what you were striving for, and you managed mm-hmm. to do that over, what was it, 13 tracks, where, like, the yeah, whole 12, kind of album, 12, 13, yeah. it all kind of, the the sequencing... um if i may say the mixing the the like everything just felt like it just felt like a total like package it felt like a complete package and it felt like a a firm statement um and i feel like you're heading towards
0: right and i feel like well well see the, the cool thing about it is like i with water i definitely i had this idea for like like you said like a kind of streamlined sound and like I feel like my music is very visually, like... Like, I'm a very um, visually inspired person. So, when it comes to making the, like, visual art for stuff, it, it really drives some of the music. Like, I knew for Water... The, like the picture of the water that I used for the background for a lot of the stuff I had already had and had been planning on using since before even recording a lot of the stuff Um, and so I feel like just for that reason it, that became like a sort of theme and that's kind of why water worked out the way it did because it was just like this, this idea in that sense and for Psychic Advance I feel like it does a lot of the same stuff in terms of like I feel like Psychic Advance is more visual I feel like Psychic Advance is more visual even than water and I feel like hopefully everything will come together in such a way that it'll still all stand together and represent that idea because it is like a lot more like it's a lot more busy for sure but i feel like if you look at the art and you can make the comparisons yourself you can see like almost like you can see why it was more busy because i feel like there's just a bunch of different things going through my head um i feel like in terms of sound so like i've always considered myself a lo-fi artist and i feel like with water that didn't come come out 100% um like everywhere where I wanted it to be and I think part of that was because I was very like because I was so balanced between the sounds that I was drawing from I feel like I was kind of watering them both down no pun intended um (laughs) but now that so like with Psychic Advance I was like I want to play with more extremes like I want to do stuff like if I'm going to do like a fast song I want to do it unashamedly fast like I just want to like do that and then you know make another song slower or something like that you know what I mean so yeah, I feel like with *Psychic Advanced*, it's a lot more of of the extremes in that way, and that is what I'm excited for.
2: Would you say that your influences in both visually and audio-wise, I'm like trying to think of like the best way to put this. Like, how mm-hmm. would you think that they? How do you think your influences have changed from *Water* to like *Advanced*?
0: Um. So with *Water*, it's like. Well, with Water, I was also coming off of just learning to get to, to play guitar like well enough to really play the songs that I was writing. Um, prior to that, I was playing ukulele. uh Pretty consistently, and I played on other instruments. Like I played cello for like 12 years or something like that. Um, so you know I was doing a lot of that, and then once I learned to play guitar, and I was getting ready to do psychic stuff, I sort of was really I was I've, I've always been really influenced by like indie rock and that that sort of thing. But I think it's also I think I've always been influenced by other things. But I, I when it came to making it, it was more about like the limitations at hand and just the way that I was writing it. Like all the stuff that I wrote for Water was very I wrote. It in uh in such a way that I could just play it on my guitar and sing it like by myself, and then I went and recreated those songs on like on my daw, like on my computer. Whereas like with psychic advance, I kind of built it from the ground up with like beats instead of thinking about it as like writing it with my guitar and vocals, right? So, like a lot of the songs on psychic advance, even the ones that I do have like formal chords for, they're not intended to be played through like that, and like guitar as an instrument, where guitar was a like fundamental. Mental, like the backbone of my songs on water it no longer was that on psychic advance it feels a lot more like like i used it in different ways and did it in ways that were not just like strumming chords all the time um and that just you know created different results ultimately well that, but, I, think yeah, I, already, think- I think that already
1: i think that already kind of comes through um from the stuff that i've already started working on in the mixing process for the album and everything and we'll get into uh the next single which is very guitar driven um yeah that's already so. One of the th- one of the things that's interesting about that is that water is not water. I wouldn't describe it to somebody as like a guitar album, like as shoegazy and right. as you know as um for lack of a better term emo
0: as water is it's not it's not a guitar do you know how many people just like crawled in their skin at using emo to describe that oh i'm aware so Um. many people yeah but um no but i i would agree like i don't think i would call it guitar driven like based on listening to it either i would describe it that's because i'm not a really good guitarist i would (laughs) i would describe
2: it as like and you can you can correct me, but like more of like Porches' Sad Boy album. And I know you're a big Porches fan. That is, there are one yes. of your big influences.
0: Um, definitely, I would say Porches comes through.
2: Um, would you like agree with that like statement?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say um, Porches is a, an artist that I would like reference. I feel like Water. I was on a more jangle pop sort of like that was the kind of time I was I was trying to I was trying to work with and especially considering like how live shows panned out with water I think it makes more sense if you had seen us live like while we were performing it because it it almost came together more like live just because it felt more like though I guess that's more how the songs were in, initially like made um and I think just by that like just by that virtue it gave it that porches vibe of like ew, I hate the word vibe um give it that porches feeling of like sort of bandy but also very much produced and like synthy and in a DAW um, space for that matter instead of being a very like live album because it isn't really you know there's not like live drums on it or anything like that it was pretty much live guitar and live bass and even that was DI'd so it wasn't like you know it wasn't you weren't getting the full thing there but like for, um, for Psychic Advanced it's definitely more like it's so much more of a laptop album I wanted it to be like something i wanted it to sound very much like i made it on my computer and (laughs) and i like i mean no matter what i was gonna have to make it on my computer but bedroom pop well i feel okay so psychic has always been a bedroom pop quote-unquote project since like the beginning like i would say like even water stuff is very like you know claro pretty girl type of Mm -hmm. thing um i would say that the psychic advance is more i would say it's more like electronic and, like, has more, like, synth-pop things going on than anything else. I mean, there's, like... There's definitely some moments that are still very akin to water in terms of, like, having, like, a band guitar-based sound sort of thing. And then some of them are, like... There's, like, a drum-and-bass song on there. Or, well, it's not a drum-and-bass song, but it uses drum-and-bass influence, um... There's some other weird stuff going on there that I don't really know how to describe. But there's a lot more like lo-fi sounds that I really wanted to incorporate heavily in it which I'm really excited about. Um I wanted to like I really wanted to push it out of a defined definable boundary with with psychic Advance. Some of the songs on it are like really I don't know, they're like hard for me to describe to people, which I really I really enjoyed about them.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's where I think it's probably a perfect time to segue into the next kind of single. Um and I think Headphones. Single's called Headphones. I mean, and I think the headphones. so I think the I think the cool kind of thing that you're doing with this second album is that... you and I have talked at length outside of the podcast about just the, like, progression in both the, in both kind of the, like, business sense and also in the artistic sense. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the cool thing is that, so, Psychic starts, right? The first Psychic release is the single that we worked on as part of my senior project, which was 403, mm-hmm. uh, and the B-side was, what the hell was the B-side? Blessed. Blessed. So, 403 and Blessed. Both of them were in very demo-ish stages Stages, but that was all live instrumentation trying to capture mm-hmm. that more it was trying to capture that lo-fi kind of pop it was all live instrumentation that was trying to capture like a glitchy lo-fi bedroom pop kind of sound um and yeah, we had like sure. a really we had a really professional setting to do that thanks to the university um I played drums on both of those songs, so literally all live band. Everything was recorded live. It was all real people doing the whole thing the entire way through. Um, which was a really cool way to like introduce that project as this really kind of shoegazy indie pop kind of thing and then to go from that directly into Water, which was basically your next release besides the singles that came out in anticipation of the album. Um, right. and Water presented this really cool like heavily obviously heavily influenced by lo-fi and and, um kind of Soundcloud hip-hop kind of um sounds right that were all incorporated into this one kind of unique cohesive vision of an album and then yeah the Christmas album is the Christmas album has some influences that I think are very clearly carried over into this second LP so now we're here for and sure. now you're gearing up f- now you're gearing up for psychic advance lp2 and right. you're taking instead of instead of making water part two or taking one of those sounds and kind of going with that, you have sonically a, a, a shit ton of open doors in front of you. You, mm-hmm. have, you have that lo-fi kind of sound that you can go for. You can go with the more polished side of bedroom pop that you can go towards. You can go full pop. You right. can go more of the rock like was- and indie rock kind of direction. And instead of taking one of those, you just seem to be taking all of them and going well for this song I'm gonna go far down that path and then for this song I'm gonna
0: go far down that path and I'm gonna bit crush right. and then- all the <laughs> shit on this track
1: as opposed to <laughs> well,
0: leave me and my bit crusher the fuck alone okay <laughs> I love my bit crusher thank you I like I all my sounds you. to sound like 8-bit pieces of shit um no I think what's cool with between like headphones and blush I think it's a great like I think it's a great range for what you can expect from the new album but also not at all because like i totally didn't put out any of the weird stuff first like i feel like there's some tracks in there that if you just listen to those singles and didn't ever see us live or hear demos you would be seriously like what the hell did i walk into because like it's really strange but then what like why i think it works is also because the first track on the album that's not the intro the um which is baby Um, I'm not going to spoil too much about it, but it has a, it's like both of those things at once. It's got the, like, guitar-y rock moments, but it's also very much, it's not, like, it doesn't sound like water either. So it's, you know, it's got that, like, upbeat, it's just a really, like, jam-packed album all all altogether. So, uh... um, I feel like with the Christmas album, the Christmas album was really clean. It was really, like we were I, like i wanted it to go for something a little more i guess like radio ready like shiny pop aesthetic to to see what i could do with that and i feel like with psychic advance i wanted to take that and then like in the most literal way like pixelate it and bit crush it for what it's worth yeah but um, i think yeah. that again
1: i haven't i haven't listened to everything i haven't even gotten to start work on everything but yeah that that seems to check out so, let's go from that to Headphones, your new track that comes out on May 29th.
0: um uh, yes, May 29th. Let me double check my calendar to make sure. May May 29th, yes. So, so May 29th,
1: Your next out. single, Headphones. Uh
2: maybe we could do a 30-second preview of it. Um Oh, we're de-
1: we'll definitely we'll definitely put in little clip of it if you're cool with that ken we'll put it in maybe your consent
0: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um i so headphones i'm super 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 stoked for i have a music video for it that i'm still working on um it's actually my first music video i ever like well i did a lot of music videos for um a very psychic christmas and i did one for water and for this music video though this is my first time ever shooting it and editing it and i guess directing it as well like all by myself so headphones is actually one of the more i guess one of the more recent songs that i like wrote for this album it um it's really like i got i wanted to write a song with a guitar part but like that wasn't just chords because i feel like i'm a really chordy guitar player um i like to like play my little rhythm guitar thing and just like strum my my chords but i wanted to do something n- not necessarily melodic but just something sort of like Sort of like you could play it on one string, I guess. Um, and so that's where I came up with like the the like lick, I guess, for headphones. Um and so I went in with that in mind and I just kinda wanted to like I wanted to record something that was gonna be loud, um, something sort of like thrashy, I feel like. Not it's not like really thrashy. But, like, I feel like it makes me want to th- thrash things around something that sort of sounds like it'd be on like, um like a skate soundtrack or something. I don't know. So I wanted to have something that 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 had that kind of energy of just sort of like, yeah, tearing shit up. um, and headphones is made. Did I you, did you
2: write it in hopes to be in a uh, the new Tony Hawk remastered Tony Hawk
0: One and two? The day Tony Hawk <laughs> listens to my music is the day I can die has
2: that would be sick. I feel
0: like I'd if tony hawk yeah tony hawk can come through um tony hawk can sponsor us facts i yeah tony hawk can sponsor psychic if you wanted to if if you're listening tony hawk please check out um my album anyways (laughs) did you know that tony hawk
2: has more money
0: than mitt romney good he deserves it (laughs) did you know did you know that tony hawk has a son who makes music he has a wait, what? Wait. Tony Hawk's Tony Hawk's son makes music under the name Guppy and is actually cool with like a hundred gecks. That's wild. Um they're like <laughs> yeah, he makes like noise pop. He's really good. That's um, actually pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah, it's pretty it's wild that he, he is also just Tony Hawk's son. Um anyways, I'm sorry we went off. But that's
1: fine. Today I just sent Dan um the final master for the song. Um, true. 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 Dan, how do you how do you feel about it? What questions do you have? What thoughts do you have? Lay it on us. What do you what are you thinking about headphones?
2: I'm getting some very Weezer vibes. I like the poppy sensibility. And um I was like listening to it on the liquor store today. I was like, damn, dude, this is a bop. Like driving down the street, like waiting to get some wine in fucking quarantine, dude. Like reminds me of like just like a good old 90s power pop like ballad. Like, um, like fucking uh, not just Weezer, but I'm trying to think of like other power pop bands. But like it was good.
0: I like Weezer is a great reference i actually like pretty recent like way more recently than i would like to admit like listen to weezer for the first time like seriously listen to weezer um i listened to weezer green album weezer green album is a good album
2: dude island in the sun that is
0: island in the sun is a that song is very good yes that is like one of the also has a very similar vibe i also to island in the sun but yeah it's a very (laughs) to me it's very simple. to me headphones is like photograph or like um or like what was that other song kind of king of the world by weezer um if
2: you ever get a chance to see weezer live fully would recommend it i've seen them twice and they put weezer, on a great please show every us time
1: and get psychic of orange on all of your shows
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> rivers cuomo if you're listening to this um I I don't know what to say to you, actually. He's like the biggest, coolest
2: nerd of all time. Like, he went to Harvard. Like that's that's so cool to me. Did he really
0: go to Harvard? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> that's wild. Like,
2: like he got a degree from Harvard. I'm pretty sure it was in like mathematics or something too. It's crazy. Something something crazy. Like it's <laughs> it's like um the dude from The Descendants, uh, Milo, like the lead singer, he went to college and is like a biophysicist or something like that. Something like crazy smart. That's wild. So yeah, it has
1: it's definitely the it's definitely the crunchiest song um, that Psychic has put out. Um, once but it actually it, comes out, it has today. Yeah,
2: it has that. It has like that. Um, in a weird sort of way, it has sort of that SoundCloud rapper vibe to it. But in <laughs> but it's more thoughtful in the way that like it's not like with beats, but it's like more guitar driven with that.
1: Well, and that's been one of the that that was one of the funnest parts about mixing this song was that obviously um it doesn't necessarily come through with the final mix and the final master because, by definition, those are the final things. You know, I had a little bit of a say about how those things all kind of sat, but that was one of the cool yeah. things about working on this song in particular was that all of the tracks, as they were presented to me, because for those who for those who don't necessarily know how this whole thing has worked between me and Ken with the partnership that we've had since I left uh, the university and left Studio B. And stuff. Um, Ken, my entire working relationship with Ken has been him sending, well, has been them sending me stems just individual tracks for basically each, yeah. for each song so i get you know somewhere between 10 and 30 individual tracks for each different instrument on each different song and ken kind of leaves it to leaves it to me to go and make sense of all those and put all the pieces together and make some edits and make Edit. sure that everything <laughs> is put together and is a you know cohesive song so there's yeah. there there are a lot of things going on in this song and there are some things i added in and some things I took away, but there are those electronic elements there are those multiple vocal takes, there's there's layers to it um, that kind of pop up over the course of the song. So there's, there's a cool panned kind of synth part that goes through the song, there's multiple guitar tracks, some are heavily, heavily treated, and some are more just, oh, this is the fuzzy thing that comes up, and that's that guitar part that really gives you that Weezer vibe. So there's, that's one of the most impressive parts about working on Psychic of Orange songs is There's always every song that I've worked on with you, except for really that 403 single where it was pretty straightforward. Everything that Ken has sent me Mm -hmm. has been very different layers that could go in very different directions and give you very different feels for each of those songs. But they all, you know... They all seem to come together and make a Psychic of Orange song, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, I feel like, especially with the um, with the music video, I feel like it kind of all comes together. Because the music video is also really, it's really busy, but also really simple. And I feel like the song does the same thing, where it's really busy, but still pretty minimal and pretty, like... There's not really... Like, even though it's like simultaneously, there's a lot going on and not a lot going on, weirdly enough. That doesn't really make any sense, huh? Nothing makes sense. Well, I think the music
1: video... <laughs> um which I have seen. I don't think Dan has seen it yet. Um, But the music video is kind of what ties this song into your previous work, I think. Because aesthetically, the music mm-hmm. video is very much in the vein of Water and the Christmas album. Yeah, it's I would got agree. Those, it's got Definitely. those elements so that it still feels very distinctly psychic. But the music itself is, like I was saying when we were talking about how you have all these different doors between like indie rock and pop and bedroom. Pop and SoundCloud like hip hoppy kind of influences. The sonically, the song definitely just goes down the indie rock kind of vein. But Mm -hmm. the subtle electronic elements and the instrumentation as a whole, and your voice—they all kind of those all kind of make it sonically psychic. And then the music video makes it very much like, oh, this is a psychic of orange
0: song. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's fun. I feel like it's my like I don't know. It's not my most like ambitious music video by any means but i think it's definitely got a level of like personality that i've been trying to put into my music videos that i haven't been able to prior i think like as far as visuals go i like like i said before i've always been very visually stimulated and i find like trying to take my like My sonic aesthetic, which is very based on, like, circumstance and just kind of, like, whatever resources I have at the time, um, and trying to translate that into video stuff is not, like, wasn't the easiest thing to do just because I wasn't, like, sure how to really do it all. And I had to, um, I actually ended up downloading a trial of Final Cut Pro in order to make the music video cuz which I had never used prior to even making this music video. I kind of was just like I know what I need to get done. I know how most video editing software works and I like had an idea and sort of just had to really push it, push it to happen and it like now it's come together a little bit. Um It's like lots of layers, lots of layers of me. Um, I sing on it. I make faces at the camera. That's fun. And before Dan jumps
1: in with what he was going to say, I do want to, I do want to make the note as far as the voice things are concerned. um, I was telling Ken off camera or off audio because it's a podcast Welcome to the world. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of the most one of the most interesting parts about this Psychic of Orange song in particular, this is the first song where I, besides just equalization, compression, like basic things to get the voice to sit in a mix, this is the first Psychic of Orange song that I've ever worked on where I have not tuned the vocals. There's no auto tune. There's no waves tune. There's no um there there's no there's no alteration to the notes that Ken is singing. Um, which just kind of goes to show that like, dude you nailed it on this one and there's there's like four (laughs) I appreciate it I feel like that sounds really and it's it's cool that it's still very psychic without you know kind of the manipulation and stuff to make it psychic it right well that's
0: that's something yeah because I guess like auto tune has been a tool that we've used a lot that's been like a pretty like consistent factor with psychic stuff so now think about it it is interesting but I feel like that's also that sounds really impressive until you listen to the song and I feel like song like it's less of a book i like i don't know i guess you mixed it so it's really you're the one who would make the decision on this but like to me it feels like it it almost suits the song better to not have vocal like to not mess with the vocals as to like like almost like putting vocal effects on it would take away from it because i feel like the sloppiness of the like really natural vocals kind of um, like adds to it I don't know well it gives it that it's part of the reason why it has
1: that kind of Weezer vibe you know yeah yeah it has that very indie rock vibe because it's it has that we keep saying Weezer but like just that indie rock that emo vibe is that it's very just honest and that's part of that's part of the thing that I got when I first kind of listened to the song and was trying to make sense of all the tracks that you sent me was just like let's go in that direction let's get you let's get let's get to the most bare bones kind of version of psychic of orange that we can you know it's funny
0: too i think that the like content of the song makes it really interesting too because it's like the the song itself is really about like having a crush on the internet (laughs) more or less like it's i feel like It's one of the songs that I think very specifically is talking about being on the internet and how, like, social media plays out in terms of, like, stuff like that, I guess. Um, which is not something that i really talk about in my music frequently i guess maybe now i do a little bit more but like you know i i think it's i think it's just funny that my first song about the internet doesn't really have any of the like things you would associate with the internet like autotune or like synthesizers all over the place you know what i mean i think that's yeah, real
2: for sure um yeah um wow a lot of things were brought up since but like i have a i have a couple questions um how much you mentioned tumblr earlier and how like like, you used to go on Tumblr all the time. Like, how much... And Tumblr is such, like, a visual medium, medium. With,
0: like... Yeah, definitely. With, like,
2: all the things that you see on, like, Tumblr, for sure. Um How much do you think that has influenced your sort of, like, music and, like, your sort of, like, vibe?
0: Um eh. It's definitely, like oh no continue finish your question
2: and also i forget the second part but i will ask it later i'll probably it'll probably come back to me
0: word um so like i feel like tumblr and just being on the internet a lot in high school definitely like it won i feel like tumblr was the source for all the music that wasn't on the radio pretty much or like somebody that i knew in person telling me to listen to a song like, that was where... That was my first real source of um, finding music on my own. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what... And, like, through Tumblr, I learned about, like, lo-fi music and, like, Vaporwave and, you know, all types of internet subculture shit. Um, and so, f- just from, like, that very basic standpoint, it kind of opened my, like, world in terms of music. It also definitely... Um, like you said, it's a really visual medium and I think that, like, being able to just, like, I don't know, collect thoughts in a format like that and kind of, like, talk to people just, like, random-ass people on the internet definitely, like, gave me, uh, like, I don't know, an appreciation for sharing things online because I feel like I talked to a lot of artists and I saw a lot of, like, people who were just doing art on their own and, like, making music on their own and recording it and, like, that's probably where I, that was definitely where I found out about, like, Bandcamp and stuff like that so I think I think the the aspect of like community and sharing stuff of Tumblr sort of really made me think like like that made me feel like it was definitely possible if I could get it together that I could like be able to post music somewhere and be able to share it and have it be heard by anybody ever um which I guess like until that I hadn't really considered how I would be like sharing my music with people who I didn't immediately know from like school or whatever
2: like one of the things I so it- yep, go ahead sorry. <laughs>
0: No, you're good. Um, so it really like ultimately just opened up like my, my ideas of the possibilities of like social networking online. Um, but yeah, one of
2: the, one of the things I loved. So Psychic of Orange recently did a live stream. Um, how many was like the biggest, like the 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 like most amount of people that were streaming it at the one time? Would you say? I Ken? think it
0: was like. I think it was like fifty-ish people. I'm not really sure though. I mean, like, I like. I it's remember it was kind of like a- hard to like watch the numbers while while you're doing it. But like one of the things
2: I loved about your whole performance was the you had like the whole Game Boy Advance thing around it, and I thought that was. Oh yeah. I thought that was the coolest shit ever because I don't know. Like I grew up with the Game Boy Advance and loving it so much. I I'm like I'm like.
0: Pissed! i can't find my game boy advance and like <laughs> i
2: want so let me one. all right
0: the thing with that was, like, I I had the idea for Psychic Advance and I knew I wanted it to be, like... I knew I wanted it to hearken towards a more nostalgic, more, like, you know, something from my childhood and, like, PS2 games and, like, Game Boy Advance games, obviously, too. Yeah. Um, and just that kind of, like, era of shit. Because I think, like, you know, the 90s are sort of coming back now and, like, 80s has always been, like, a nostalgic whatever. There's something but,
2: comforting about Game Boy Advance.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Tuesday... The the, Tuesday, the 2000s were a time that, like, (laughs) that now we're just getting to the point where we can be nostalgic about it because we're just like coming out of officially like the 2010s, yeah. Um, and so, like, the logo for Psychic Advance, I remember like starting it on my own and then not being able to do it. And then Jake actually ended up helping me finish it. And for, for the live stream thing, when I did the banner. I, so there's a program called OBS that like, that's how people set it all up for like Twitch and, um, YouTube streaming and that sort of thing for like gaming purposes. Um, and I used, I used OBS to do that. And I like went in and I just, it took me like two days or something, but I grinded the fuck out of it. Cause I did not know how to use it at first. And I was like, no, I'm going to make sure this looks the like cool as hell. So Dude, like, I it had was, to like, it was like, so I worked sick. so hard on it. I'm so glad you liked it. <laughs> Like I was
2: so impressed by it, I I was like, "Wow, this looks like
0: an actual Game Boy Advance." I <laughs> doing the um the streaming shows are like really interesting. It's definitely there's like pros and cons regardless it's never gonna replace like a real life show for a lot of reasons but like it also like i feel like the good part about them was that usually when you when you say like i'm gonna do a 30 minute set you really put like a 25 to 28 minute set together knowing that you might rush some songs if you're playing with a live band Mm -hmm. and also that you end up talking between tracks. But because it was like on the live stream and I didn't really like... Like I already knew that my live stream was not going to be synced up perfectly to everybody else's in the first place. So I was like, I'm literally just going to make it an actual 30 minute set and just like run through the entire thing and not like... I don't. I don't have to worry about talking in between stuff. Like I can just say like whatever little things I want to say and like keep it moving. Like there's no. I don't know. I guess when you're when you're playing live, like people are like looking at you and shit, so it makes you feel like you need to keep talking. Right. <laughs> um. Whereas like that was not like that. It was just like I'm just gonna keep playing.
1: Well, and you, um, you guys touched on so, some of the things that I think are important to the story of both Psychic Advance and Water. Um, when you're talking about you know the nostalgia that you know especially people our age have for the Game Boy Advance or the visuals that you've had on the live streams that you've done and you know shit like that it's one of yeah. one of the most impressive things that I've ever heard Ken say and you were saying this right around the time that we started the 403 single when Psychic was first you know kind of starting to become a thing. You were saying, I want to take like 2000, like 2007, like early YouTube, like that, that aesthetic, that look, that feeling, I want to take that and make that a sound and i think that
2: <laughs> wow
1: like besides so wow. besides so besides the cohesion part of water the the actual sound of that album the visual aesthetic of the album the actual sounds that you produced that we put together and we packaged together in that like that like more than any band more than any sound more than any era of music really like that's the thing that i think psychic has captured so well even on this album is like that early youtube See, and i feel like that 360p 480p sound is like that's yeah, the absolutely. aesthetic that is tr- that that we're trying for here and that like that not only does that provide context for people, not only does that provide like context for the sounds that come from your head and go out into the world, it it kind of defines what psychic is at least right now. Obviously, there's room to grow. there's places Definitely. that you can go that might be outside of that, but that is so integral to I can't speak for you, but at least for what I'm trying to do whenever I'm like mixing a project for you. That's a thing that I'm always keeping in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, regardless of what I'm using for inspiration with the mixes and things like, like that. It's always trying to go for that, like, all right, I'm looking for that early YouTube
0: feel. That's so definitely. Crazy. I feel like since I wow since I come back to visuals a lot. <laughs> no, wait, actually, say, Dan, say, did you have more comment on that?
2: Well, like m- my when i think of like 2007 youtube i think of like and i don't even know if it came out in 2007 but like i think of shoes and muffins and like that early early meme culture you know what i mean like early internet culture like internet culture wasn't really a thing until youtube and like 4chan and like those type of and like reddit fucking
0: hit well yeah i feel like mainstream internet culture wasn't like yeah like i feel like there was stuff before that but it wasn't like this big 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 conglomerate of just like shit until yeah like i feel like 2007 was a mark see for me when i think of 2007 youtube like the first thing that comes to mind is like y'all remember those like lyric videos that people make on windows movie maker with like comic sans um like that was like the first thing that came into my mind and i feel like because i was thinking about fonts i feel like water is very like papyrus font papyrus Um, (laughs) (laughs) in like the dumbest way it's totally like papyrus font um fucking psychic christmas is like times new roman but it's like a really shitty attempt at times new roman and then i want to say psychic advance is like comic sans like (laughs) in my heart i wanted it to be comic sans it's not goofy enough to be comic sans yet but like there are definitely moments on it where you're like straight up comic sans for sure Uh, especially the track confusion kitty that one is very Comic Sans, but yeah, it's that. Um, it's the. It's less about. I
1: love that Dan touched on like muffins and you know that early you know YouTube
0: poop <laughs> fuck, like all well, that shit.
2: The thing is, people people love nostalgia. Like when when I went to college, when I made you when a cookie, we went to college,
0: but I eat like, it. Like
2: when and maybe this happened for you, Ken. But like I remember when AJ and I were in college, people would straight up be watching Disney movies. And I I was like, I was like, I don't like at the time. I'm just like, why the fuck would you be listening? Like watching Disney movies. But now thinking back to it, I, I, it's that dopamine hit. It's that dopamine hit. You like, I something about like, like I downloaded a emulator to play backyard baseball, like backyard, like those backyard sports games for like Game Boy Advance.
0: (laughs) Yo, I will never forget the one day. One day, one day, I ran into Dan in the library, and he was listening to Mazzy Star "Fade Into You" and and playing backyard baseball. And um, I like the the image of his laptop screen is like burned into my head. It was so funny. Yeah, you guys were just like, Um, sorry,
1: (laughs) but it's that kind of it's that kind of it's that kind of feeling that
2: it's hard to explain. But like, I have. I've went back to it recently because of this whole like quarantine situation. Like I downloaded an emulator to play like PSP games. Cause I had a PSP back in the day and like, I've played with it occasionally. And I'm just like, this is sick. Like I'm so stoked to have this. Yeah. Like, I remember these games, like, playing them, and, like, I have so many fond memories sitting in my basement, like, eating Doritos, like, doing nothing, like, all day long, playing them.
1: Yeah, this, so, tying tying it back into when I compared Psychic of Orange to the 1975, right? The 1975, <laughs> one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I personally love them, and one of the reasons why I think that they are so successful and resonate with so many people is that they're taking similar to Psychic of Orange, they're taking a metric shit ton of disparate, you know, influences and putting all those sounds together. But so much of what they do is through the lens of 80s music. It's tango in the night. It's Phil Collins' discography. It's that 80s. So much of those 80s sounds are prevalent through 99 percent of their tracks and kind of which is ironic for a band called the 1975. Exactly. Yeah. But that's their through line. That's their through line through all those different sounds. They filter all of these influences from a bunch of different er ever from a bunch of different eras into one sound they take all the they take all these different influences and put them all through that lens of 80s music that like that uh that gated snare that kind of tango in the night's probably tango in the night by Fleetwood Mac is probably the best example of that they take all of those sounds and filter them through that right That's, at least in my mind, and Ken, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Psychic of Orange has the potential to do the same thing through the lens of early YouTube nostalgia. Take all of these different influences, take Garage Rock, take Indie Pop, take Lo-Fi, you know, YouTube Lo-Fi Beats and SoundCloud Rap, and take take all of these influences that don't necessarily work together but put them Mm -hmm. all through the put them all through the lens of early youtube 480p 360p sound
0: definitely um now
1: you have a now you have a cohesive thing that even though it draws from so many different things and maybe one song doesn't necessarily sound like the same band as the previous song you have that through line and that's that's the thing that impresses me and excites me so much about being able to work on some of these songs like, there is, there is that overarching artistic vision that's so impressive. For sure.
0: I feel like, well, that's really sweet. <laughs> I feel like it's, um, the way I look at Psychic of Orange is it's very, it's like a TV channel. It's kind of like, there's, like, different shows going on. And so, <laughs> so, like, sometimes you're just, like, dropping in on a different show. Um, you know, and you can interpret that however you want. I feel like there's different ways to, to take that sentiment and kind of apply it to Psychic of Orange as a an entity um but like overall it's you know it's it's like one thing but it's multifaceted and i i think like as a musician today like there's no reason to like you know confine any project to like one thing or the other like I I think ultimately like having cohesion and having you know direction is important but it also for the sake of like control to say like I don't know to edit down something feels like it it feels almost wrong it just doesn't feel like that's what you should do with it because if you're you know making music organically like you should just let it rock and you should just let it be together. And, it, and there's certain things that, like, like I, there are sounds that people might not think belong together, but, like, within the right context can coexist pretty well. And I think, like you said, with, like, the 1975, they do that. Um, I mean, not everyone agrees that they do it well is a thing, too. That it's, it's risky. It's definitely not something that is, like, super well-received to, to just, like, throw, you know, like, a UK Garage song on, like, a random-ass fucking tumblr pop album in terms of the 1975 that is but like you know they still did it and it still was good i in my opinion and i think like with the context of who they are and like what their music is about and you know what they like to talk about and what they're influenced by like it makes sense and that's I think what what's cool about them too is like if you listen to them when they produce for other people, for example, No Rome, who's an artist um, that they work with a lot. They I think Maddie and George from the 1975 produced like all of his stuff, and that stuff sounds a lot more like you know like two time and um, and like how to draw type of thing. Type, Instead of, you know, you're... It's not living if it's not with you or something. I don't know. Um, But, like, with Psychic, I find it's just more fun to put that all in one place. And especially with Psychic Advance, I think, like, there is so much more variation on it. But, like, it's better for that than than if I were to, you know, try and necessarily take one sound and, like, stretch it over an album. Um, Yeah, I mean, and that's not even to say, like... It's not that I get bored of sounds quickly. It's just that I feel like I i have a lot going on in my mind and for me making music is very like a stream of consciousness thing it's just kind of like i'm not trying to i'm not trying to like i want to push myself but i don't ever want to force my music to be a certain way so yeah i think ultimately it's a it's a lot about like letting just letting myself write and letting myself make whatever the fuck i want to make in that moment and then worrying about putting it together later for sure Fair. yeah for sure
1: Does anybody have anything else that they feel integral to add as far as Psychic of Orange is concerned? Is there anything? We'll get to recommendations and plugs for other shit that we're doing uh, in a minute. But is there anything else that, Dan, are there any other questions, anything else that you want to add?
2: I think that's about it. Like, stoked about the new project, man. I'm soaked about the new project and uh, hope everyone checks it out once it comes out.
1: Cool. Ken, anything else that you wanted to touch on specifically?
0: Um, I'm really excited about Psychic Advance and I hope everyone does listen to it when it comes out. It's like... Some of the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> so, you know.
2: As uh, tradition on this show, we do recommendations at the very end. Uh, Ken, do you have any recommendations besides your album for the viewer, for the listeners?
0: I do, actually. Um, So can i do two is that possible
2: yeah you're our you're our visitor
0: i have so so so, i mean one of them i feel like it can be anything by the way all right um i i already knew what i was gonna say once you said that my recommendations are how i'm feeling now by charlie xcx first of all so that um all i gotta say is like i'm a huge fan of charlie XTX, like such a big fan of her especially you know with pc music stuff that's like she's she can do no wrong in my book um and her new album is just like a perfect like example of that like she just th- no misses it's like all hits it's so good it's really good and crap shit is the name of the album the album is called crap shit let me turn up my gain so you can get this nice and asmr shit crap <laughs> shit crap shit crap shit it's called crap crap shit by girls rituals um girls rituals is debbie from black dresses which is um a band i love to death they um they are just so fucking good they're like a noise pop band but girls rituals is also like noise pop stuff from Devi um she is just an incredible person to work with she's somebody i have worked with recently and have recently become friends with on the internet and somebody i actually really look up to as well but uh she put out her new album i think like this past weekend it was and that album is just it's incredible there's um there's a track on it that she flips like a g6 by um far east movement so that's what you have to look forward to. Um, but it's fucking it's bonkers like all the way through. So yeah, those are my recommendations. Cool. Dan, you got anything?
2: Uh my recommendation this week is a band and they've been uh they've been doing some new not new music, but they've been doing new different recordings of their new songs. Or like older songs I guess and they're called the Honest Heart Collective and if you are a big fan of the Gaslight Anthem and you're a big fan of like Bruce Springsteen and like those type of like artists that talk about like hard work and all that other like American type of BS. I don't know why I'm saying that. Um, that's the type of thing for you. Like they're kind of punky. They're kind of uh, you know, they uh, they have some good uh lyrics there, and uh, I would uh, I would recommend them. They just uh, came out with uh some songs from their previous album in different takes and they were they popped up in my spotify artist release radar and good shit i would suggest listening to them honest heart collective cool cool cool.
1: uh i'm throwing it back a little bit for my recommendations this week um The sun's been out, been taking some drives on this quarantine, just exploring a little bit around the city and everything else, just trying to kill some time. Um, I've been listening a lot to the band All Get Out, um specifically it's all right
2: it's all right it's all right it's all right
1: that's from this ep uh their movement ep which came out on bad timing records um really cool kind of dynamic rock um more kind of aggressive indie pop leaning kind of thing um it's, it's really all right. good. it's a yeah it's all right it's a good uh yeah it's a good ep good guys um yeah just a real big fan of that band been listening to them a lot so i recommend you go check out All will get out in general uh but the movement ep specifically is one of my favorites so go check them out for sure so yeah thank you for uh thank you ken Thank you, Ken Psychic of Orange for coming out to the podcast, hanging out. Um, thanks for listening to the Packy Round podcast. Be sure if you're on Facebook and whatever, uh, Ken, when is that next live stream going to be coming out?
0: It's going to be on the 23rd. I have a show with uh, Sam Naz and Woozles, who are two of my favorite, like, Connecticut musicians fucking ever. And I'm like, <laughs> so excited to have a show with them, but also very sad that it's under these conditions. Uh, but hopefully you know in real life we can reprise this. It, yeah, it's a Facebook event. Um I've been doing Facebook event shows just cuz that's kind of like the most set up medium yeah. that way. I'm planning on I want to try different stuff out though. I might try an Instagram stream or like a Twitch stream and see how it works out uh, for the future. But this one is on Insta or is on Facebook rather. This one is on Facebook. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Sweet. Well, Ken, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on the podcast.
0: Thanks for letting me ramble.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming on and bullshitting with us. We'll uh we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Packy Run.
0: We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Why are the